0: Welcome to this, the season premiere of season six of Zero Credits, the show where we talk about things. My name's Henry. And my name's John, but with character development. And that's right, we're Henry and John with character development coming straight toward you to deliver season six of Zero Credits and to talk about the cultural happenings of that there zeitgeist.
1: Yeah, and uh, what a what a zeitgeist it is. It's an interesting time to be paying as little attention to the news as I am.
0: Yeah, similar to previous years when like, some sort of story seems to be trying to envelop the entire globe with rapt attention, uh, John and I find ourselves putting our heads back into the cultural sands and trying to pay as little attention to it as possible. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think uh, you know, maybe we're not good stewards of our of our mission statement. Trying to tackle the zeitgeist when we're like, oh, uh,
0: geopolitical tensions in Russia. Let's talk about anything else. I, I always try to put in the little little tiniest bit of a ca- of the caveat of a caveat. I always try to put in the little bit of a caveat because uh, I say we cover the cultural happenings of that there zeitgeist. And by cultural, I usually mean pop culture, and war isn't very popular.
1: War is uh, not very popular, and also, there is no culture in Russia. (laughs) That's not true. Russians have a delightful culture, and I look forward to joining them.
0: Right. um, So for those of you who don't know, uh, we're just going to put a little bit of a disclaimer at the top of this episode. At the top of this season that we are not equipped in any way, shape, or form to talk about the geopolitical happenings of Russia and Ukraine and NATO and the UN. Uh, So we are going to do our probably the most responsible thing we've ever done on this podcast and not cover any of that.
1: Yes, uh, I am not an expert in sanctions, and I don't think a podcast talking about sanctions would be particularly entertaining. I will say, though... Uh, and, and I think that this belief will hold true throughout the conflict in Ukraine. Uh, if it came down to it, I'm I'm gonna fight for the Russians. Hear me out. <laughs> what? If I have to fight for somebody, I'm going to fight for the Russians, because have you ever seen any video on the internet that comes out of Russia? It's some guy with a crew cut who says, like, dorky, 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 and then does the most fucked up destructive thing you've ever seen in your life. We would not win.
0: Honestly, all of the videos I see coming out of Russia are just of people doing horrible things in cars. Uh, to traffic you know, rules and, and other drivers. So all they would have to do is send, like, 20 drivers and cars to the U.S., and I think that would do us in.
1: Yeah, I mean, there. I'm sure you can find a video out there out of Russia where someone's driving along the street, their car gets hit by lightning, they get out of the car, climb on top of it, shoot into the car, it explodes, they're fine
0: yeah Russians are made of a different stuff um and I applaud them uh, you,
1: but you gotta respect anyone who lives where life is cheap
0: that and historically like nobody has really survived an invasion of Russia like especially in those Russian winters so uh like I don't want to mess with them
1: yeah, don't fuck with Russia is just generally words that I try to live by.
0: Right. So let's move on from any any sort of discussion of that. And uh John, we've got some some interaction from the fams. We have fam interaction? Very specifically, uh the, the our one of one of our biggest fans, uh Jamie. Yes. <laughs> oh uh, live... they are your family. Yeah. Who live texted me while listening to our our 250th episode. Oh, I'm so
1: excited to hear uh, user feedback. This is important for crafting stories and then going into
0: our sprint cycle. Right. Uh, So randomly at 827 this morning, I got a text from Jamie. Uh, My wife just said, no, don't do it. Okay, huh? good. I thought you were going to do, like, a at my wife thing. I no,
1: hate...
0: I was going to do a wife check, but... She's not here. Yeah. Um. So she randomly texts me, Oh my goodness, this bit about throwing to a brake that is not actually there is hilarious. I'm laughing out loud in this car. Okay. And then she was surprised that you were the killer all along. Uh-huh. And she was very... Uh, appreciative of the musical bits uh, that you don't know about Uh, but all these music bits grading things on the gridiron of john i gave you a really nice theme song there uh well done on the music and then just before we hit record tonight she said happy start of season six nice what a
1: supportive fam
0: slash wife so if you have not yet listened to episode 250, and you're you're listening just to the most recent episode, I implore you pause the podcast. There's nothing nothing we're gonna do tonight. It's gonna top what we did last week. Just go listen to episode 250. Did a lot of work on some musical things. There was the whole there was this whole bit with like elevator music and like some really pumping jams, some generic sports theme for John's segment. It was very good, very fun, very funny. Go listen to that.
1: Yeah, I. Uh, this podcast sounds pretty good. From what I understand, half of the episodes uh, aren't, aren't as lovingly edited.
0: Oh, no, please. I do not mean to mis- mislead you, John. <laughs> I put in special effort for episode 250. I do not normally put in that much attention to detail in the episodes. So I, I do not mean to mislead you.
1: Now, of course, of, of, the fi- of the 50% that aren't so good, some of them are weirdly, it's almost like the person editing them had like a weird break at work or is going through a manic episode and decided to put a lot of effort into it. But otherwise, I think for 250, it was right to show out.
0: Right, yes. Uh, the funny thing is your description could have been Either of us. <laughs>
1: yes. I think we put in the same amount of effort and, interestingly, in the same ways.
0: Right, yeah. We're either both having a weird break from work or both going through a weird manic phase where it's like, we really need to pay attention to the things we care about right now and yeah. put in a lot of effort. And then that burns us out. So then we phone it in again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's
1: uh, it's a series of phoning it in and then uh, sweatily <laughs> trying
0: to... Oh, to lump attention on the things that we love. I hate when I go, I'm i going through one of those sort of manic th- phases, and I, I'm just eliminating all background noise from both of our tracks, and it takes, like, twice as long, because I'm like, hmm, I can still kind of hear that. <laughs> like, Listen, effort, it always, well,
1: it doesn't always pay off, but it's always nice to put in effort. Yeah. I know that when I'm going through one of those manic episodes, I, like... You know, I'm editing the podcast, I'm really putting a lot of love and attention into it, and then I start thinking, maybe I should replay System Shock 2, or or maybe I should learn music theory. I know that the Manic episode is about to end.
0: Oh, yeah. Anytime I'm like, I think I could probably tackle learning music to make some music for the podcast. I I know that I'm... uh. Like, the bubble kind of pops, and it's like, oh, right, yeah, you have to put in effort to learn music. It's not just something you can do.
1: It's like, oh, this will take dozens of hours of effort, which will uh, far outlive my current manic episode. Right. Yeah, I remember
0: a couple couple years ago, I was like, I'm going to learn the recorder. (laughs) Nice. It's
1: a good place to start.
0: Was even, like, looking on Amazon for, like, you know a little basic cheapy recorder to get and was like hovering over the buy the buy the add to cart button and before like and like right before i was click it, the bubble kind of popped and was like what am i doing i'm not yeah. gonna learn how to play the recorder my
1: uh my favorite one is when those don't go away in time for you to buy things so i've bought things like um blow guns, and, like, practice knife-flipping knives. Oh, like, nice. I'm really going to learn how to flip knives. Yeah. And, you know, for what it's worth, I think I'm, I think that I am above average at flipping a knife, but not worth it. Right. You should see me flip a knife, though. Well, I I will ask you to demonstrate sometime. It's got to be a prop knife, though. The weight's all wrong, can't be a real <laughs> knife. Gotcha, I hear you. So if you have any prop knives hanging around. I don't. Well, what a shame.
0: Yeah. Well, John, did you hear?
1: <laughs> no.
0: Uh, the uh, queen, what, what, the...
1: what did I not hear?
0: Uh, the Queen has COVID. Oh, no. Yeah, that's right. Is, uh, let me ask you a question. I'm here to answer them.
1: Now, I live in a household with uh, someone who is sympathetic to the plights of the royal family. So there are some things that I cannot say. Uh, But I will say this. She dead. The queen? Is the... (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Hear me out. (laughs) She hasn't been seen a lot. Um, She cut that cake and it was a huge deal. There was that um, cryptic interview where it said, Queen says she can't move a lot these days.
0: (laughs) Um... Hold on.
1: are you trying to uh... well I'm, I'm looking it up because
0: I don't have an answer for you well, I feel, if I feel I feel like if the Queen w- were to die, would they tell us? I mean I don't think they have to. I think there's no there's no obligation. It's not as though the royal family does much in the way of actually like running the nation.
1: Yeah, but, you know, I'm sure there are reasons why they wouldn't tell us. Also, I'm not trying to be like a conspiracy theorist. I'm not sure if she's dead, Uh, and I'd like to believe what people
0: tell me. It's just suspicious. Right. I I have a paragraph here from an an article from uh, Time magazine. Uh, I don't know what this is referencing or when it was written, but it says, This month she returned to public duties, meeting with diplomatic... Diplomats, politicians, and senior military officers. Just days before testing positive for COVID-19, she was caught on video walking slowly with a stick. Just call it a walking stick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that seems... Um, that's she, <laughs> <laughs> she found a random stick. <laughs> started, I'm sorry. During her first in-person engagement of, of the year at Windsor Castle, referring to her mobility issues, the Queen quipped, as you can see, I can't move. Okay. So, sounds, I think, so she's trying to tell us she's dead. <laughs> As you can see, I have ceased living. I, I, yeah. I am no more. I have ceased to be. <laughs> yeah. She's trying to tell us what the mainstream media won't. That's amazing, Yeah. I think, um, I don't think she's dead yet, but I do think we're looking at a scenario that is very likely uh, that she will pass on this year. It's, it's
1: entirely possible she's older, she has coronavirus. I hope the best for the queen.
0: Yeah, I'm sure she's going to get the best treatment, you know, uh, that British healthcare can offer her. And whoever fails to heal her will be executed to the full extent of medieval law. Oh, yeah. You know,
1: there's going to be three sin eaters burned at the stake at
0: least. Oh, wow. A sin eater. That's an interesting. uh, Yeah.
1: Yeah. They're going to bring in the sin eaters. They're going to bring in the humor balancers.
0: Wow. This is now the sin eating, the sin eating uh, custom that I'm used to, to knowing. Is that wait. Hold on. What is sin eating to you? Oh, I don't know. I, it's an old medieval thing. Yeah, it's an old medieval thing. Exactly. Yeah. So before, yeah, before a person would pass on in some customs, they would confess all of their sins to someone who would then, like, or, or something like, along those lines, they would whisper them into pieces of bread. And then the senator would, would show up on the day of the funeral and would eat the bread. Oh, so they would take the sins, thereby taking on the sins of the one who died, so the one who died could go on to heaven. Like, it was supposed to be like some for like really egregious sins, like you're, you're like you you couldn't even bring yourself to like tell like a priest, but you could whisper it into the bread, and then the sin eater would come along, eat the bread, and then no, without ever knowing what the sin was, the sin is passed on to the to someone else. But you know, as a sin eater, you have to know you're going to hell. Well, I think as a sin eater, what you can do is um whisper
1: Oh no, whisper. you keep passing it. I let me tell you, if I was a sin eater in medieval Wales or whatever, I would be taken in those sins, and then the second I walked by a loaf of bread on a table,
0: yeah, I'd be like Murdered that guy, murdered that guy, murdered that guy. <laughs> now, so it's like, uh, so if you're a sin eater, right? You, you could never host a dinner party, right? Yeah, you could like, not. <laughs> your guests all sit down and they're like, hey, uh, did you whisper into that bread? <laughs> <laughs> they uh, they
1: take a bite of the crew to say, they're like, this is, um, do I detect a hint of sin? <laughs> did you, I, I, I don't you spice spices with some sin. <laughs> Is there some sin in here? Uh, <laughs> I just want to know. I am not allergic or anything. I just want to know if the, if something has sin in it. Look, I am sin free. I can't
0: ingest <laughs> can't ingest any sin. It goes, it just goes right through me.
1: Yeah, I, I don't have like satanic disease or anything. I am just sin free,
0: right? Uh, I am probably completely wrong on like all of the things I remember about sin eaters, but I, I, it's something like that. Well, needless to say, they'll all be burned. Yeah, so Wikipedia says uh, a sin eater is a person who consumes a ritual meal in order to spiritually take on the sins of a deceased person. Okay. Yeah, the food was believed to absorb the sins of a recently dead person, thus absolving the soul of the person. Uh, Sin eaters, as a consequence, consequence, carried the sins of all people whose sins they had eaten. So some so it maybe not quite whispering into pieces of bread, but something along those lines.
1: I wonder if you could repent and then just all those sins are gone
0: uh, I don't know, but it, it looks like Sin Eater is definitely Welsh and Wales it's all they also found some uh, some roots in some Mesoamerican civilizations so it, it's it's a excuse me it's not it's not a um an isolated idea eating the sins of others.
1: Yeah, apparently in the MMORPG Final Fantasy XIV Shadowbringers, Sin Eaters are recurring hostile <laughs> entities that devour <laughs> all living beings in the first. Mindless monsters driven by insatiable hunger for living ether. Yeah. The stronger Sin Eaters are capable of forgiving the creatures they attack gruesomely and permanently, mutating them into oh newborn Sin Eater. This sounds cool.
0: Yeah. Oh, well, I, By all accounts, Final Fantasy XIV is uh, a, heck, a heck of a game. I've uh, never played it. Yeah. Maybe um, I'll look into it. Right. And um, in the American TV show Succession, Jerry, Waystar Rocco's general counsel, suggests to Tom Wabzagon that he become the family Sin Eater.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Sin Eater, strong, uh, strong cultural representation of Sin Eating.
0: Oh yeah, I just had a um, a peer, a colleague of mine who we, we both went to the same grad school. Uh, he got to, he recently published his first collection of short stories by with the name of Sin Eaters.
1: Nice, I think Sin Eaters in the zeitgeist. I think we nailed one.
0: Yeah, it's fascinating. Uh, Sin Eaters and uh, yeah, you just randomly can You just randomly dropped that in the episode, didn't you? Yeah. Boom! Zeitgeist tapped into. We're done for the day. Cross it off the list. We don't even need to talk about anything else in the Zeitgeist. No! Zeitgeist is dead. We busted that Zeitgeist. <laughs> we busted that ghost and we ate its sins in a bread. Yes, the Zeitgeist whispered its Russian secrets into a piece of bread and we ate it.
1: Yeah, and uh, we dipped in a little bit of borscht, you know. It was good. Yeah.
0: Yeah, babushka. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, knowledge of russian thing well henry uh john the queen's not dead but speaking of british things oh she has covid she has
0: covid but does she you think they're covering up that she's just really sick because of old age no i'm just
1: saying wouldn't it be convenient if she quote unquote died of covid
0: convenient for whom the Royals. Who's who's next in line? Because I know one of them died. Meghan Markle. That's not true. <laughs> is one of the ones next in
1: line one of the Epstein ones?
0: Uh, the Epstein ones were Andrew and someone else, right?
1: Uh, pff, sure. I don't one know anything about that. One of them said he couldn't sweat. Alright, what else is British, next John? Next in line. Oh my god, we're googling between... it. Queen... Elizabeth <laughs> Prince Charles is the first in line to succeed his mother Prince Charles I thought Epstein. he died <laughs> uh connections to Prince Andrew
0: Andrew's the one in hot water
1: Yeah but he can't sweat in that hot water because he was injured in a war Which one uh one the war
0: against children?
1: <laughs> yes. Uh, speaking of the war against children, Henry. I'm here to talk about that. I have I have a little something to share, and it's a little bit of a puppa 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 pu- 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 podcast throwback. Okay. Now you might remember that throughout <laughs> the life of this podcast. It's
0: been six years. <laughs> throughout
1: The six years of this podcast, there's been a thread that's continued with us, but has waned in recent years. You know, COVID was there. Uh, The Trump administration was there, even though we started this podcast before then. Yeah, we did. No, then we did. We started it at, we started it when he was president, I'm pretty sure. But. Or slightly before. Who we knows? Start, it's been
0: we started at the beginning of 2016, so we were we, we predated it by a couple of months, right?
1: Yeah, we were the first. We were the first on the scene. <laughs> we were telling you Donald Trump is bad. and No one else was telling you that, but Henry. Something has followed us, like the movie. It follows, but it hasn't.
0: Oh, no, my has is
1: dead. It's not raised its ugly head in quite some time. That's right the uh, longtime fans of the podcast might remember that we used to talk about Harry Uh Potter. Specifically, the unreleased Harry Potter chapters as created by the GTP2 Neural Network by Botnik Studios. That's right. Neural Network Harry Potter, baby. Okay.
0: So this is when a robot gets fed all the novels of Harry Potter and then uh, it spits out some some new chapters. Yes, exactly.
1: Now of course Botnik Studios, they are primarily interested in humor. Uh so what they do is they create predictive text engines and then they tweak them and select from them so that what they spit out is random but it's selected for comedic effect. So it's not like true like Markov chain randomness that you might get from like a like an undertuned neural network. Now, uh, we've read a few chapters of these new Harry Potter books before, including, I believe, Harry Potter and the statue of the thing that looked like a pile of ash, or whatever it was called. Right. But the 14th chapter... No, it's a new 14th chapter epic of the new unreleased Harry Potter book. That's right. Harry Potter and the Little Prince. <laughs> okay. Uh, Shall I read you some excerpts from Harry Potter and the Little Prince? Absolutely. All right. Once again, prompted a neural network named GPT-2 with Harry Potter fanfic to create this new epic. Uh, Here we go. Uh, Give me some Harry Potter music. Like we're opening on a Harry Potter movie. The intrigue is settling and there's the owls, the rest...
0: <laughs>
1: yes, the owls and the rats You know, there's did, the did owls. Did you want me to
0: acapella you some Harry Potter music, or were you yeah, going to put in just a few some? notes? Just a few notes. Boop beep ba,
1: boop beep. It, no, what's what's the theme? Legally distinct. John. Yes, I'll, legally distinct Harry Potter music. Maybe I'll put something in and post. Yeah, it goes forever. like
0: da 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 da.
1: <laughs> <laughs> da Da, 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 da. Uh, yes, here we go. We open on Hogwarts. The events of the half blood prince uh, finished Uh hold on Okay I know this is very difficult, the headmaster said, but I have to ask you something, Harry. Do you know how to use magic? Harry's face was very red. He knew he wasn't supposed to answer this question, but he knew that he couldn't deny that he did. I am not a wizard, Headmaster. I can neither fly nor do things. I am a human. Mm. Mmm, the Headmaster smiled. Well, we won't know until tomorrow. (laughs) Harry looked very frightened. Harry took out a scroll from his robes and said, In short, can't do any of that shit unless you have magic training. I can't give you a wand either. (laughs) Oh, I know, Harry, the headmaster laughed. It's just a little too dangerous to do that. Harry felt his chest tighten in embarrassment. The headmaster laughed again and again and again. And so began Harry's first real year at Hogwarts and the year of him
0: being killed. Oh no! It sounds like something has gone dramatically wrong in Harry's life. Um, this is this book t- takes place after the Half Blood Prince, yes, and yet, <laughs> and yet now Harry's first year of Hogwarts is beginning.
1: Now his first real year. Now there is something uh, that I would like to get to in these excerpts. It might be a bit of a journey. If something's boring, I'll skip past it. Okay. Uh, the smell of potions made Harry smile, as did the sound of magic. It was something that was on the list of things that he needed to prove on, to improve on in order to be useful to himself. And it was in the potions class that Harry found the first lesson of the year. Ron had been talking about how his mother was a wonderful cook, and he thought that it might be useful for him to learn a few of her recipes. Ron had even asked for Harry to join him in the kitchen. It would be fun to try to make, help him make some wonderful homemade potluck. Harry didn't think that he would be able to help Ron, but there was nothing to be afraid of, except for a certain boy from the Great Hall. Ron, are you ready? Hmm, sure, Ron said, looking ready for a lesson in potions. <laughs> Let's try something simple then, Harry told Ron, and make a simple but tasty, tasty pudding. Sure, Ron grinned. Let's make a cake, he added, before they took out the ingredients. Ron put down the bowl of powdered sugar and the bowl of butter, then poured in two cups of the mixture, and then he was ready to go. Why are they cooking? Just then, Hermione's small boyfriend stepped out of the shadows with a big old smile on his face. (laughs) Hey, Harry, you know I need help with some homework, he said, waving his hand. Harry's eyes shot open. What homework, he asked, surprised, and Draco looked quite embarrassed for him. Potter, don't you know the little prince? He's the one who got into the war. He fought like an ace, and he never lost a battle, and I swear on the cross of my life that he'll win the war, too. He's a real friend of mine, Draco nodded. Oh, Harry said, trying to remember what that meant. I've heard about him. He's... he's great at Quidditch. And Harry trolled off, trailed off as if he'd gone through a very painful memory. Hold on. Holding. All right. This is, this is, in my opinion, where it starts to get good. The prince laughed, his eyes bright. Well, you're wrong, Draco. We were friends before. We were the very definition of fun. All our games were fun. We would run around and play all sorts of stupid things. All our games were fun. But you see i am the one who began the great war i am the one who was in the trenches i am the one who fought the nazis and i am the one who fought the soviets in vietnam <laughs> <Wait a second. laughs> i am the little prince who stood in the front of the line he drew his one and i want more you know that he looked at them you think they love me because i'm so powerful they love me because I am the only boy they're ever happy to see smiling. Because when I'm not, they see a dark cloud of blood on the face of the earth. Jesus. <laughs> the little prince is serious. Uh, Draco stared at the boy. I have never seen him. I have never been happy before. <laughs> he whipped out his oh, no. wand and he did what Draco's father had done so many times <laughs> he killed. he uttered the ultimate death curse boom (laughs) the young (laughs) the young prince died in a most gruesome manner And and when the flames burned his corpse away he laid still staring at a wall dead and unawake
0: I can't tell who's talking.
1: <laughs> Ron stared in awe, looking through the flames that covered the young boy's corpse, and saw a smile spread across Draco's face. <laughs> oh God, he whispered. That was just so perfect. <laughs> All right, here's here's the part. Here's what everyone came for. Oh. The little prince grinned at Ron with an air. Wait, why? how is he alive? You think so? Well, come on. It's a school day after all. Let's get this over with and quick. With a slight swing of his hand, the specter lifted his body up to the ceiling of the chamber and cast an instant wave of green light. Ron took a deep breath and closed his eyes. Yeah, okay. And as he swung his wand around, he began to sing the chant that he had practiced since he was little the Ron song. and what follows is the ron song oh no the boy who lives the sun that sets and the moon never shines and every day he takes the moon he will be the moon again it's ron 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 Weasley. His eyes were red and burning like they'd never left the fire. His blood red hair shone like it burned up all the darkest night, and his voice was filled with rage and fear. <laughs> but it wasn't just his voice was fierce it was the whole of his soul ron was burning his hands were filled with fire ron was boiling ron was boiling like the night oh i'm not the boy who lives i'm not the one who was born i'm the man that never leaves i'm the man that never knows my fire burns so fiercely i am the ron ron weasley this is the ron that i love
0: what a catchy song <laughs>
1: I'm personally a fan of I'm not the boy who lives. I'm not the boy who was born. I'm the man that never
0: leaves. I'm the man that never leaves. Oh oh my gosh. Oh, I can only say that this is much better than the actual
1: writing in Harry Potter. Yes, it is significantly better. Once again, Hatsune Miku wrote that. And let me just uh, drop you a quick... Just a quick image of the cover of a uh, Harry Potter and the Little Prince. Okay, just drop that in the chat. Hopefully, it works.
0: What? <laughs> oh my god! Oh, what is that? A microphone? <laughs> they, uh, yes. Jesus Christ! <laughs> what
1: can I say? It's the Ron song.
0: Well, I gotta save that for the Photoshop. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh my god. <laughs> I have to imagine that ominous seemingly armored figure in the
0: background is the little prince. I guess. <laughs> if you squint <laughs> Oh my oh I my head hurts from laughing.
1: That is uh I don't know if we'll ever see another chapter of Botnik Studios Harry Potter, but I, uh. I appreciate that one.
0: What did they feed it to get the <laughs> Great War Nazis and Soviets in Vietnam? So from my understanding, so since
1: it's a predictive text engine, they'll feed it things and then like they'll pick whatever the funniest next word is. Yeah. So uh, you know, there's some human intervention.
0: Right, for sure. And yeah, no, I'm looking at a picture of their voice box thing um, that shows the predictive text. That, that's really cool.
1: Yeah, it's uh, amazing what technology can do. Can this, like, help the human race or actually, like, predict things? Probably not. Machine learning is kind of a shell game, but it can yeah. make the Ron song.
0: Yeah, and in that way, it is helping humanity.
1: Yeah, we need to know he is the man that never leaves. He is right. the man that never knew.
0: Yeah, it's fascinating if you go to Botnik's site, um... Because they themselves describe themselves as a machine entertainment company run by comedy writers. We use computers to remix text. So they're not trying to push this, this technology off as like an advancement. They're just like, no, 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 no. We're here to entertain. Um, I- <laughs> yeah, it's just a simple neural network uh, helmed yeah. by comedians. Which, honestly, that's how technology should be. You know, advanced by comedians looking to entertain people because they're not going to do anything evil with that technology
1: yeah imagine how much better medicine would be it would be so much funnier (laughs) so much funnier medicine would be hilarious if comedians came up with imagine x-ray machines
0: i mean yeah doctors and surgeons are already hilarious when they write like not this one on your on the the other leg that they're not going to be cutting off Mm -hmm. yeah doctors famously funny hilarious huge senses of humor they love when you come in with your own material oh yeah well you know
1: assuming you've been vetted and you went through the process, you can't just show up in any hospital and expect to bust a tight five and get respect from the doctors. You got to be out there night after night at minute (laughs) clinics at ERs. You're going to be working the material. Right. So they're just as
0: gatekeeping as actual comedy.
1: Yeah, no, you have to earn it. But once you're in the inner circle, they'll protect you. (laughs) From if there what? are any allegations. Oh
0: yeah. Okay. You know,
1: malpractice.
0: Right. Yeah, no. They no one wants to see your surgeon get digitally replaced by Tignataro
1: after the no. surgery is done. Yeah. Really? <laughs> they they give you a video of the surgery, it's just Tignataro lazily green screened over the doctor. <laughs> smoking with aviator sunglasses. Yeah, all of the uh all the
0: All of the the support staff are swabbing five inches over her head for sweat. Yeah, it's uh it's really
1: good. It's just a shame though, like if you have a doctor who like you know gets medically cancelled, you'll just be like in in the chuckle hut and then he just like shows up to remove an appendix he's doing a surprise set you're like i didn't yeah. need this now
0: surprise surgery yeah Yeah.
1: he's doing a surprise surgery and really his material's not that
0: different and it's not better Honestly, yeah, he just gets up up there and he just rants about, like, medical practices today. And it's like, he can't even do surgery anymore.
1: You can't even do surgery anymore. They're trying to shut us down.
0: Right, and then he gets canceled. I can't even do
1: surgery on a college campus anymore.
0: Yeah, yeah, he gets canceled. And then it turns out, like, uh, the American Medical Association, like, just announced that he's going to have four more surgeries coming up this year. Yeah,
1: listen, I'm just saying uh, medical cancel culture, meta cancel
0: culture is a myth. Yeah. I saw army hammer in a movie and got confused. Cannibal <laughs> hammer? Yeah. I saw I saw want to cannibal army hammer it, alleged in a uh, in a movie and got just bewildered one because I didn't recognize him and then two when I did recognize him I thought wait didn't he get canceled yeah i uh
1: listen i don't the only thing i know about army hammer was he a creep he allegedly so according I mean i want to get eaten so i want to make sure we get this right allegedly
0: according to one or two women he was seeing um They divulged some secrets that he revealed to them that he fantasized about eating their flesh. Uh Uh-huh. I mean, I don't... Listen.
1: Whatever... Like, if you got consent, you
0: do you, Whatever
1: people are into, I mean, I guess that is a crime and potentially murder.
0: You gotta go to one of those places where cannibalism isn't illegal. Because there are a few places where cannibalism is not illegal but how you get the human meat is illegal. So you got to yeah. go to one of those gray area places and also what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, that's uh you know just don't do that. Yeah, let's don't eat people, you know, like don't eat any sentient life if it yeah,
1: just don't. <laughs> yeah. Listen, be vegan unless the animal is a human and says it's okay. No, even then it's wrong. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like he was also a creep. In addition to that, so but it
0: was like, yeah, power. There, there were power dynamics because yeah. his family comes from like the type of money that just makes you kind of untouchable. Like they own Arm and Hammer, and they own it as a joke. Amazing, because it was just like, hey, your your name's you know Armand or whatever Hammer, and you go by Army. Why not buy? arm you know arm and hammer and it, the his dad was like oh sure why not incredible yeah like they they've got what I like to describe as like fuck you money
1: yeah I, I cannot even imagine I wonder where they get their money from let me look it up is it uh World upsetting? War
0: II Nazi Gold <laughs> no, I have no idea let's see allegedly <laughs> billionaire Parity law. Most
1: closely associated with Occidental Petroleum. Fascinating. Ah, uh, yeah, Petrochemical Company. Controversies. Business in Libya. Oleum. Sp- oh, there's... <laughs> Holy shit. Hold on. Uh, I just... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight... Uh, 9, what's 10, happening? 11, 12, 13, 14. What is 14 happening? 14 separate items in the controversies section <laughs> of the Occidental Petroleum. Interesting. Uh, known for his art collection and close ties to the Soviet Union, well-based.
0: Any Soviet verdicts? Soviet Union Rocks any final verdicts on if their money is good or not oh
1: it comes from oil no
0: okay well there you have it you have it right there
1: also you know Arm army hammer just has one of
0: those like rich people faces oh yeah he he's like platinum spoon in the mouth rich never oh, known yeah. a dayable
1: and emotional abuse yikes yeah
0: like he's so far removed from like people. You know, he's like the rich son in a in a soap opera that's, like, depraved a little bit, you know? Yeah, he is uh,
1: not a big fan.
0: Yeah. I need he's, to
1: stop. Apparently, his family collects a, a lot of art, which is an evil thing to do anyway.
0: Right, yeah. Yeah, he's the extreme version of that guy from uh, Fifty Shades of Grey.
1: Oh, um, Armand Grey. <laughs>
0: Like, yeah, if if Armand Gray wasn't just into, like, what basically sort of equated to, like, you know, dip your toe into BDSM kink.
1: Yeah, Robert Pattinson. (laughs) Or whatever the vampire's name
0: is. (laughs) Isn't that,
1: wasn't Fifty Shades of Gray originally Twilight? yeah,
0: Yeah, it was a Twilight fan fiction retooled to be its own original thing, and, uh made a billion dollars, so we can't really make fun of it because it was successful. Yeah, we uh, can't
1: make fun of anything successful. So I take back when I made fun of Occidental Petroleum.
0: I don't... Well, yeah. But uh, how dare you bring Batman into this?
1: <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, yes. Robert Paul sent no. me...
0: Let me tell you. What's up? Paul Dano.
1: Yeah, Riddler? I've seen some headlines that's like Paul Dano couldn't sleep... For three nights after portraying terrifying Riddler, which (laughs) number one, like it's the Riddler comic book movie journalism is in the toilet of the toilet of the toilet.
0: They're recycling the news story from when Heath Ledger played the Joker, but the Riddler isn't. But they've done that for every.
1: Every villain, particularly anyone like portraying the Joker. The Michael Keaton
0: only... couldn't sleep for weeks after showing up as the vulture.
1: <laughs> he couldn't sleep for weeks after after being a villainous vulture. <laughs> <laughs> who, um, God. Who played the Joker in Joker? Why? Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix. The, Joaquin Phoenix, I think, I might be proven wrong in this. He was the only one who escaped like the really asinine comic yeah. book movie journalism about how method he was or whatever. I think it's just because Joaquin Phoenix is like private and inscrutable. And, in a and way they had that a, not
0: a lot of actors are. They had another narrative to run that entire like month that the movie was premiering, which was the National Guard is stepping up their patrols around movie theaters <laughs> for the Joker premiere. Like Amazing. as if as if something was gonna happen, like the w- movie was gonna weaponize, like some type of disenfranchised, you know, domestic terrorism, when the movie was for those people. So, why would they shoot up the people seeing the movie? Listen, you're thinking about this too much.
1: The National Guard was deployed because they were afraid it was gonna Joker pill too many people.
0: Yeah, it turns out all it did was Joker pill the people who didn't see the movie. They they got Joker-fied into hating a movie they never watched. I I still think that, and we'll get off of Joker soon, I think that
1: movie's fascinating because it's perfectly fine. I, th- I think that movie is fine and all right. And, uh, you know, I think it is a noble adaptation, or interpretation, rather, of the character. But it, it spawned into, I, I thought... What it would spawn into is people seeing it, like, uh, loving this Joker, wanting this Joker on everything, identifying with this Joker, you know, a real Heath Ledger kind of situation. Right. It doesn't seem like anyone really took that tack, but everyone who didn't see the movie, who's a member of, like, the private media class,
0: think it did? Exactly, yeah. Yeah, when the people who did watch it were like, man, the uh, mental health care system of this nation's kind of fucked up, huh?
1: Yeah, people who watch it are like, I don't know if I can get Joker pilled off of a movie that's about austerity. Right. And then anyone who didn't see it who lives in fucking blue checkland was like, This is this movie glamorizes mass violence. I'm like, not no. not really.
0: No. It's not that... like the
1: best movie in the world. I wouldn't defend it to my dying breath, but like
0: it's not right. what these people thought it was. I really enjoyed the aftershock a couple of months later. I think when it came on to like home video, uh, when people were like, they use the Gary glitter song in this movie. And so they gave money to that bad person. It's like, well, he doesn't, he doesn't get any money from the use of his work anymore. Yeah. So, and he's in prison. Yeah. So you you can step off your high horse. Yeah. They picked it on purpose for you to have that reaction. So you played into their hands. Let's stop talking about this and give those good people in that New York borough their stares back. Give them their
1: stares back. Listen, I think that probably the best part of that movie is the fact that they had the audacity to use the Gary Glitter song. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I think that that is the most interesting thing that whole movie did probably that didn't rip off what taxi uh king of comedy
0: king of comedy okay
1: yeah really ripped off king of comedy pretty bad cool
0: love it gotta love you know there's a sequel coming right joker 2 jatooker (laughs) jatooker More Joker. This time there's two of them. Joker. -er. It's called Two Jokers. (laughs) It's called Two Jokers. Two Jokers.
1: Um, Joaquin coming fact for Two Jokers.
0: Yeah, he's coming (laughs) fact.
1: Joaquin coming with facts for Two Jokers?
0: I saw a headline. This is right after Spider-Man No Home Way. (laughs) (laughs) What is happening? Right after Spider-Man No Way Home, I saw a headline that said, uh, Willem Dafoe wants to play a fake Joker opposite Joaquin Phoenix's Joker, and I was just like, "What is happening? This isn't how we write movies." Once again,
1: once again, to be clear, comic book movie journalism is the toilet of the toilet of the toilet. Right. Like, like it is the yeah. toilet that the toilets toilet goes toilet in. It's you can't. It's so bad. But all of that to say. So on board.
0: Yeah, but you can't will a movie <laughs> to come into existence with a headline or from words from an actor's mouth. Like, there's so many more gears that need to turn before movies get made. It, it, I don't know. <laughs> he, can't, he can't... Listen,
1: you can't just be a famous actor who... Turns to yourself and says, I'm going to be the enemy of the Joker. You can't say, Re the Joker, will I am Dafoe. (laughs) (laughs) You can't. (laughs) It's actually Willem. So it doesn't really work.
0: (laughs) Very dumb. (laughs) But. I, for what it's worth, after will watching, Will-I-am-Duffo. <laughs> will
1: i am duffo. Will, will e. duffo Duffo. Like, he um, still tries to
0: make it work. Like, he got confused. <laughs> yeah, it's like, everyone kind of looks at him and he's like, look, it makes sense. Look, come on. <laughs> Yeah, he's like um, Willy Defoe. <laughs> willie Defoe. It's like no one calls you that. <laughs> well, they will. <laughs> they Willy now. They Willy now. Um. Oh, he was good I, in the lighthouse, though.
1: <laughs> I love Willem Defoe. Probably like favorite actor. Period. I re, re we recently rewatched all the Spider-Man movies. Maybe I yeah. mentioned this on the podcast, but Willem Defoe's performance in those movies is untouchable it has it is completely peerless in the milieu of comic book villains we have now particularly through the school of like marvel movies of which spider-man is a marvel movie whatever yeah this is like the first marvel movie and his portrayal is completely deranged It's amazing. So bizarre. There's so like in all the scenes where he's in the costume, apparently at the time, they're like, we can just get someone else in the costume. Willem, you don't have to. He's like, no, if I'm, if I'm the green goblin, if he's on screen, I want to be in the costume unless he was like doing super good for him. intensive stunt stuff. And there's this scene in the movie where he like has a heart to heart with Spider-Man on a rooftop and he like lazily lounges across this skylight and like taps him on the shoulder. It's so campy and deranged yeah. and
0: it's so good. You know, that that is one of the things that like the these most recent or er, It's been absent from those new Marvel movies for a a while, the campiness, the the fun of comic books. Like Thor Ragnarok is one example I can point to to be like, yeah, now we're finally having some fun, breathing some life into these properties again. Because before that, it was like, we're serious, not too serious. We got quips, but you were missing those lighter elements of like the villains here to chew the scenery, you know, get punched a lot but ultimately be more memorable than the hero in the franchise
1: yeah the villains when done well are like irredeemable weird shitheads like i think that the marvel movies are on average good but i think as far as like villains go good ones you get thanos but even thanos is way too self-serious to the point of almost being like funny in itself uh how self-serious he is yeah
0: really enjoyed thanos though
1: yeah, Thanos was great. Very thick. Very, he chewed the scenery very, in a different still. way.
0: He took yes. little, little tiny bites of the scenery. <laughs> uh, what's his name? Josh Brolin, I think. Josh Brolin. Yeah.
1: He chewed the scenery in kind of a raw Julia way. This like big, mm. like menacing, larger than life character. Whatever. It's, right. They're good villains. They're are good, <laughs> but I think on average the- we we don't give villains. The ability to be weird, irredeemable, uh, campy nightmares like we should. Right.
0: Yeah, for for sure. And like we're we're falling a little bit into the trap again of just not going comic book enough. I feel like with the Eternals and with um, man, this is embarrassing. Shang Chi. Thank you. I don't like, know it, 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 who we, the villain we... was in Shang Chi. <laughs> I don't want to, it was like his dad or something. Ah, uh, sure. But no, it's it's just like we kind of went back to the formula of early Marvel movies with those two. I mean, Eternals was its own kind of beast. But it was just kind of like, wait, no, go back. I, I understand they can't all feel the same. But by not putting in that fun, lighthearted campiness, elite, you know, threading it throughout, you're, you're, you are making them all the same because they're going to all feel like the ones that came before. Yeah, so don't do that. Just get Taiko Waititi as a consultant on the script of every movie. I, I think that
1: there should just be like all you need is Taiko Waititi to come in and just give you like one sheet of paper with three or four sentences about how to change your script, and then he leaves, and you pay him like three million dollars so you yeah. have more threesomes or whatever,
0: right? Uh, which is go, the yeah.
1: life I want for Taiko Waititi,
0: right? And then he can make some more great other things.
1: Yeah, and then he'll make a Marvel movie, and then he'll go off and make other good stuff.
0: Yeah. How do we start talking about this? Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe. Oh man, will if I you, am the I just have to say, we're not going to talk about it. But you, if you guys, have not watched The Lighthouse yet. Go watch The Lighthouse.
1: You know, a thought occurs to me. Yes, watch The Lighthouse. The Lighthouse is incredible. Uh, Best Robert Pattinson performance outside of Good Time. Best Willem Dafoe performance outside of (laughs) Spider-Man. Slash Antichrist slash Fishing with John. Slash Uh, everything. Should we do a supplemental reading of Batman? We could. I mean, it's a character that one of us likes a lot and one of us is aware of.
0: I'm confused. You don't
1: I mean I, I like Batman a lot. You don't like I'm very I'm Batman? very familiar with Batman. How do you he's not my favorite. You don't like Batman. No, I like Batman a lot.
0: You in terms hate... of
1: DC superheroes, Batman's my favorite. You hate Batman? <laughs> I'm a thirty-two-year-old man in a closet defending my love of Batman. Sure,
0: Batman's good. I like oh, yeah. him. We can't I'm very interested in these uh I forget every name. It's not Christopher Reeves. Matthew Reeves. Who? The director. Oh, I what's he done? I don't know. He's doing the bat he's doing the Batman.
1: Let me look it up. Batman director. Surely this will give me what I need.
0: Matt Reeves. <laughs> it actually did. Matt Reeves. Matt Reeves, yeah. I, I'm very interested in his take. It feels like it's gonna be. Not that I have seen one trailer, but it really feels like it's going to be like a very serious look at like Year 1 Batman. Mhm. Like I a, love Batman Year 1. Yeah. That's the actual title. You're a bigger fan than I am. See, you love Batman.
1: Oh, he did The Planet of the Apes.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm, I I I like Pattinson as a Bat. I like Pattinson um you know, I like Catwoman being there and the Riddler, fascinating to see a dark Riddler dark like riddler a, the, the diddler the, no to see
1: a real no diddler. we can't call him the diddler
0: because the riddler has always been sort of like a jokey character you know jim carrey portrayed him and like i guess was that a tim burton batman maybe seems right um yeah and then like he's always but he he's he has the potential to be outright menacing if you take away like The possibility of the joker showing up because like think about it serial killers criminals at large are are largely kind of dumb and they get caught for stupid mistakes like you know if btk sending the police a floppy disk that had his address on it like they make stupid mistakes so if you could imagine like a, a serial criminal who's actually a genius that's frightening
1: yeah, actually a genius and takes sick pleasure out of doing bad things to people.
0: Right. Absolutely. He has the potential to be a really interesting villain. And I, I hope to see Paul Dano kind of pull that together. But, you know, it remains to be seen. It comes out March 4th, so it's on the horizon. But we can absolutely do a supplemental reading about Batman, the Batman.
1: Yeah, I I think it would work. I don't know. The last time we did one about, like, a dark semi-reimagining of a beloved comic book character was logan which we both quite liked and i think had a pretty decent supplemental reading about you
0: don't think uh the snyder cut was was dark and serious and
1: i don't think it was a reimagining oh, i think logan's okay. much much closer right. to what we're talking about now of course we're all waiting for the clock king movie i
0: would love here's my pitch I would love, in the, in the style of Logan, an old man Batman movie featuring Clocky. <laughs> yes. Uh, oh, that would be great. Wasn't there... What was your, the... uh time's finally up. Are oh, The Dark Knight Returns? Dark Knight Returns, old Batman. Old Batman, a lot of weird stuff surrounding yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm not a big fan of Dark Knight Returns. Dark Knight Returns has some major problems, and... Kinda is dumb.
1: (laughs) Yeah, however, I will say Dark Knight Returns, something in its favor, never been a thicker Batman. Yeah,
0: super thick Batman, and uh, has a really dumb Superman fight for some reason.
1: Uh, Written by Frank Miller, um, problematic author. Listen, if you want to read the dark knight returns appreciate the thick batman on the cover it's a cool cover i won't deny it and then go read arkham asylum
0: i much rather i much like the uh bat the bruce wayne from batman beyond a lot better than bat the dark knight returns old batman
1: well you don't like a weird strangely neocon batman
0: no you
1: don't like I, neocon surveillance
0: state batman <laughs> I don't like that. I don't like the weird gang of Joker inspired people, which, well, I guess I got that right.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I actually nailed it.
0: Yeah. um, But it does have one of the best conversations between the Joker and Batman. Like weirdly their confrontation is, is like one of the better ones, but that's the only redeeming thing. in what was a two part animated special by an animation studio desperately trying to cling on to doing more animated comic book specials.
1: I, I'm i excited to talk about the Batman. Yeah. Whether it be a supplement or reading of this new Batman movie, if we want to pay money and potentially get
0: COVID to see it. Uh, John, I have some news for you. <gasps> the Alamo Draft House season pass is back on. Oh my god, I'm being charged again. No, 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 you have to opt back into it. Oh hell yeah! But it's back in our in our market at least. Um, so you c- we would still be paying money, but we would be paying less if we saw more movies. We would still be paying money and still potentially getting COVID. But I've missed
1: the season pass badly.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's funny because we were uh, we we went to see Death on the Nile on a whim this past week, and like there were so many trailers that were like, oh man. I don't know if I want to pay to see that movie, but I'm super interested in that movie, like. And then the, we got the news that the season pass was back. It's like now we can go see all those movies cuz like we got to see at least 3 a month to make our money back. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm very interested in uh, every every everything everywhere all the time. Oh my god, I'm paying $40 a month for this? Yeah, well it's twenty dollars per person. God damn. Well you can that's if you want to be able to buy like for two people to buy their own time. So you could be paying thirty five a month. Eh, whatever. I'll yeah. who cares. I'll pay it. Anyway, have um, you seen the trailer for everything everywhere all at once? No. Or all the time? Aw. Oh, it looks weird. It looks freaky. I love it.
1: I uh one more thing about this Paul Dano thing. Oh, okay. He couldn't sleep while uh, playing the Riddler. It's, is it because he he created a riddle he couldn't solve himself? No, I'm just saying. He slept like a baby when he was filming 12 Years a Slave? Is that is that what I'm meant to understand?
0: <laughs> oh, no. I haven't seen the movie. Did he play a plantation owner?
1: <laughs> it's not good. Yay. It's not. Yay.
0: It's not good, Paul Dano paul dano i want to look him up was he the guy was he who's who's paul dano tell me paul dano had
1: his milkshake drunk and there will be blood he was a bad guy in 12 years a slave he was the companion in swiss army man
0: okay that's where i thought i knew him from but he's not he's not he's not okay who did I you thought think he, he might, was uh, like the main imperial guy from the new Star Wars trilogy no
1: god what's that guy's name I'll have to look him up later because this isn't good radio he was also in like Little Miss Sunshine and I can't
0: yeah remember Okja. is he
1: in Power of the Dog uh,
0: not according to his IMDB page okay I
1: might be wrong no I'm thinking of Jesse Plemons aka Meth Damon aka, oh, yeah. AKA
0: Meth Demon <laughs> The guy who did the bad thing in Breaking Bad.
1: Yes, and I'm Thinking of Ending Things.
0: Oh, and it, Sorry, that was that
1: a non-sequitur from me unrelated to what we're talking about. He's also <laughs> in the movie I'm Thinking of Ending Things. No! Uh,
0: so, if you type in Star Wars Imperial Bad Guy... Uh, <laughs> Weird! You mean General Hux? Yeah, General Hux! Yeah, uh, uh, he who is that man? It pulled up fucking Aldous Huxley. Dom Domnal Domnal Gleason Gleason, yeah. Yeah. He's great. That's, he's not Paul Dano. Uh <laughs> he's in Peter Rabbit and Peter Rabbit too. Right. Yeah, not, I remember Paul Dano in uh Swiss Army Man. Really good really weird, really good movie. Henry,
1: what are we talking about? We've just been looking things up and riffing for what feels like five hours. It's been the entire episode. Uh, well, at least we kicked
0: season six off with a bang. <laughs> now, I want—I want everyone who's listening being to s- like, "Who was in this?" <laughs> I want to r- just remind everyone that in just the last episode, I said that that episode that they were listening to then was shit. And that we were gonna do better in each subsequent episode, and I just want to point out immediately we failed.
1: Yeah, no, this is a lost episode. It's still you know going up and
0: being canonical, but it it's lost. I think. Well, I, other other things you understand get some separation between when a season ends and the next one begins. Yeah, but we just throw ourselves right in there and start with no break, so it's kind of like still recovering from the finale. Yeah, no break,
1: no writers retreat. Listen, I'll make a stone cold listen, on the cross of my life, I swear to you. <laughs> God dang. This episode, listen, we're 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 doing a mulligan. It's still canon and you know, it's it's got the
0: number or whatever.
1: Next episode, best episode of the podcast ever.
0: Right, exactly. And and you're not getting it's not a complete waste because you're getting a supplement or reading of the Batman out of this. Yeah. So be grateful. I think we also have a number of other supplemental readings to do, but I cannot for the life of me remember them right now. Me either. So why not
1: promise them now? I don't know. What do you want? What do you want to watch? No, 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 and... no. We're we're not. I mean, we'll promise the Batman oh, now. Okay. The eventual Venom.
0: That's in like five years.
1: The eventual Venom.
0: Yeah. I guess that's what I was remembering, but yeah, no, that, that's when Fast and the Familia is over.
1: Yeah. Listen, Fast and Furious Spy Racers, you know, we'll get oh, to it.
0: Yeah, we're going to get to that. Let me tell you.
1: Best episode of the podcast next episode. Right. Hopefully, cross some, of my life.
0: Yeah. Hopefully some things are happening.
1: That we can talk about and
0: is not Russia. Mm-hmm. Right. Good week for video games. Is it? Uh, Horizon Forbidden West came out. That's sure. all I know. Yeah.
1: It's a good week for video games for me in that I've been playing Disco Elysium, the Final Cut.
0: Hell yeah. That game's so fucking good. <laughs> I have played through that game three times. Never gets old.
1: I never played a thinker. Like, I never played someone with, uh, with a oh. low morale and high like encyclopedia and conceptualization Poor Completely changes the game. I mean, yeah. every every build completely changes the game because it's all... It's all dialogue and, like, every everything is an encounter that you deal with in unique ways. But, like, encyclopedia and conceptualization, like, completely change the way that you interact with people in the oh world. Man. It's
0: crazy. I, I want to do a playthrough with encyclopedia as my highest trait just to get all the fucking lore. All of the lore was hidden behind encyclopedia.
1: The first time I played it, I played as a physical
0: guy. And let me tell you, I had no understanding of that world whatsoever. So in my most recent playthrough, I did Physical Guy and then took a a couple of dips into Encyclopedia just to not miss some stuff. But I found like so many cool things, understood the world a whole lot better and even solved like one of the bigger mysteries that I completely didn't solve the first time. And it was just like, oh, my God, this world is going to is so cool. I can't wait for them to explore it further in a sequel.
1: Yes. Disco Elysium. Disc 2 Elysium. Two Jokers. (laughs) Two Jokers. Disco Elysium 2 Jokers. (laughs) Coming to Amazon Prime soon.
0: Oh, goody. Goody. I think with that, we've got nothing left to do. Uh, But to return these people to their lives, hopefully the time was well spent. And you can look forward to... The Batman, supplementary reading, coming to you sometime mid-March.
1: Yes, mid-March, not... Wait, it comes out March 4th?
0: March 4th is when it debuts. A weird time for a movie to come out. Not gonna complain, though.
1: I'm getting a tattoo on the 5th. Maybe I'll get a tattoo of the Batman. You could. I won't. Oh. I don't like the Batman enough.
0: Yeah. I I don't know if I like anything enough to actually get it, like, tattooed to my body. That's why you just got to get meaningless shit.
1: Yeah. The body is meaningless. You're not going to get the security deposit back.
0: Oh, on the body. I thought you meant on the tattoo. I was like, they do security <laughs> deposits on tattoos? Well, they do. You have to do a deposit to,
1: to claim your spot, usually.
0: Well, yeah, but it's... Not a security
1: deposit. And then you can give them the skin back if you don't like oh, it. Oh, I don't like the skin. I don't like <laughs> the skin, please take it. I'll, I'll grow new one. That's what we do. We grow new skin and we make the oh. best podcast on the goddamn internet.
0: Right. I agree with that statement. And with that. And if you agree with that statement, hey, here is how you can tell us That we are the best goddamn podcast on the internet. All you gotta do is send a tweet on twitter.com to at ZCPCWHJ and John knows what that stands for. That's right.
1: That stands for Clock King, Clock King, Talk Man, Tick Man. Clock
0: Tick (laughs) Talk. Does Clock Man have two assistants called Tick and Talk? He should absolutely, probably in Silver Age Batman, he does. And if you want to send us your favorite Batman villain, mine's Calendar Man. Kind of a time thing thing going on here. Uh, you can send us that longer diatribe as an email to email at zerocredits.net. And I'm a ass- I've been assured that John is up on our domain fees. Uh, we're also on Spotify, Podchaser, Good Pods, Podcast Attic, all of your pod scraper applications. If you could do us a favor and leave us a rating and a review on whatever your app of choice is, uh, we would greatly appreciate it, and we wouldn't have to become the Joker. I'm going to become the Joker if you don't rate and review our podcast. But the most important thing you can do is just tell a friend to listen to the podcast. We do cool things every week. Mine is this week. Don't tell them to listen to this episode unless they want to. Uh, but we would greatly appreciate it if you told anyone that our podcast is listenable most of the time. Because uh, if you tell a friend, they might tell someone else. And then, hey, what do you know? We got three people listening. That's all we need to be free from this thing. Word of the mouth is the only way we can survive.
1: You know who my favorite Batman villain is? Tell me. Jeffrey Epstein. (laughs) You know in Batman Arkham Asylum how you hang on those big gargoyles and then you hang people up? (laughs) Yeah.
0: That's what happened. It was Batman. He was like, look. I don't kill, except for when it comes to people who hurt kids. Listen,
1: I want to be clear. I think Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself, but I do think Batman did it.
0: Yeah. Vigilante justice, for sure. Yeah, that's what he loves to do. It's his whole bag.
1: Yeah. It's his... whole bat-bag. It's his whole, whole bag-man. Oh, no. Whole oh. bag... <laughs> Hi. Have we met my name's Whole Bag Man?
0: Yes, I uh, dress up like a whole bag and fight (laughs) crime.
1: (laughs) Now, is it a bag with a hole in it or an entire bag? It's an entire bag. And from everyone here at the Zero Credits Entire Bag, we would like to wish you a happy week. Goodbye, everybody, and good luck. Good bag.